now, live from the Blind Ninja Studios in Western Wisconsin, a show with no purpose, hosted by experts at drinking, and they're almost definitely wearing pants. It's time for the Department of Offense. Welcome to episode 119 of the Department of Offense. I'm your host, Casey. Joining me, as always, is Carlo. Once again, I'm here. And Miles. Yes. And Matthew. Hey. Yay, woo. Did you see that? Miles was last. That's because he wasn't sitting in the wrong spot. I don't complain. I know no. you don't complain. <laughs> Miles I didn't say does. A thing. And I Miles don't complain always either. complains. Before we get too deep into this, I re- want to remind everyone that this episode is brought to you by our black belt patrons, Zach Zablowski. And yeah. Uh, <laughs> you rock. Zach, you are awesome. Keep being awesome. If you would like to be as awesome as Zach, you can head on over to patreon.com slash Studios and become a patron today. You get all kinds of nifty stuff depending on how much you donate. So go check that out. It's awesome. For sure. So, Carlos, what have you been up to this week? Not too much. Taking it easy. Uh, reading up on some uh, D&D books and just doing some... Just surfing the internet for the most part. Just surfing the internet? Yeah. You're on them interwebs. Even went out of my way to clean my room, like, all the way. What? I you know. cleaned your room? Like, ridiculous. Like, it looks, like, clean, clean. I don't like it. Normally, it's like, hey, I should just pile my stuff over here <laughs> on my way. And, like, that's good enough. But, like, no, I was like, well, I got this far. I might as well go all the way. No, you, you don't understand. Carlos and I have this thing where, and it's it's been like this ever since we've we've I mean, ever since we've been living together. Is one of us will clean our rooms like really well, and the other one will see it and be like, "Shit, now I have to." Yeah, the and guilt. So, yeah, it it is like a guilt thing. And so now that Carlos has done it, I'm going to see that and be like, "God damn it! Now I have to do it, and I got to do it just a little bit better than Carlos did it." I don't know. I did a pretty fantastic job, so. <laughs> Yeah, but well, then I have to do a really fantastic yeah, job. Being an adult is hard. <laughs> it's not great. <laughs> Man, I wish I could be a kid again. Wouldn't have to pay bills. Bills suck. Yeah. Bills Fuck are bills. Terrible. All right, Miles, what have you been up to? Uh, I've been playing mainly Dark Cloud 2 and then What is Dark Cloud 2? Yeah, that sounds familiar. It's a PlayStation 2 game. That is totally not League it, of Legends. It's I, I not. you're going to have to be more specific about what Dark Cloud 2 is. Dark Cloud 2 is the second of the two games, Dark Cloud. Th- that does not help <laughs> at all. Like, what kind of game is it? You're oh, the no, worst I got this. I got this. Ever. Uh, so it's a weather simulator. All right, yeah. And you just see clouds come in. <laughs> no. Uh, in, the, in the first one, it was small clouds. You this are, one, no. big clouds. You are oh, I the, thought you actually looked it up. On the <laughs> you're, the, uh, you're the small storm cloud that follows Eeyore around. Oh, you are. Oh, oh that's kind yeah. of a clever game. That would be game. fun. You have to ruin Eeyore's day. Yeah, but his day is already ruined all the time. You don't know that, though, because you're a cloud. Like, his that day cloud is going to drive him to kill himself. Oh, Bob. No, he's already at rock bottom. He's, it's just a little bit more. It's not gonna go, he can't go any further. Are you sure? Once you hit rock bottom... What if, what if a, like, a butterfly knocks over his house again? You can't really dig yourself past rock bottom with oh, your bare fingers. Oh, brother. Oh, dearie. It's dearie, dearie, dearie. Oh, no. Well, guys, let's debate poo for a while. <laughs> Damn it, Tigger's Christopher the best. Robin. Everybody knows. Christopher right. Robin is the worst. Yeah. Let's just agree on that. He's a psychopath. He's crazy. He's he sk- sees schizo- talking bears. He's schizophrenic. I like Mr. Owl. Yeah, but he just pretends to be wise. Yeah, he's he's not really I wise. No, that's he's... why I like him. Yeah, I, I like you know, Rabbit. Rabbit's the most sane out of all of them. 
Actually, I'm alright. Yeah, I guess that makes sense when you think about the fact that Owl doesn't know anything. But yeah, that's kind of that is actually the interesting part about him. <laughs> no, but Rabbit, Rabbit, he's he's like one of them doomsday people. He's an ass. He's no, an ass. He needs some. Ritalin. Yeah, <laughs> he's more of an ass than the actual ass. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> so yeah, that's what I've been. No, doing. actually, uh, Eeyore is the best. I like Piglet. No, nope. Piglet is no nope. nope. Rue. Kanga and Rue. What is he even wearing? Is he like wearing a sausage? Yeah, or something? <laughs> he's like wearing, or he's like wearing a Spider-Man costume. Or I don't know what it is. He's Spider Ham. It's like a tank top thing. Why does Pooh keep getting keep getting his head stuck in trees? That doesn't because make any he's sense going to for me. Honey. Yeah. yeah. Well, guess what? He could just like he's he's a sentient creature. A rabbit has a farm. Why doesn't he farm bees and make his own oh, stupid honey? Like it would, it would make way more sense than getting your head stuck in trees all the time, and then having to call your friend Christopher Robin to get you out, and then restraining yourself and not eating him. Well, let's think about the point of view from the other animals that aren't Pooh. So Pooh is now has his head stuck in a tree. That means that he can't come and fuck with their stuff. Well, and why don't the bees sting him? I like when he's he has made his of stuffing in a honey they jar. They do. A There's lot. poison cannot affect him. He has no organs. But he's a bear. He has no skin. Are they wait? So he's stuffed. Are all the other animals stuffed too? They're stuffed. An- yes, they they are stuffed animals. Just none of them ever get mutilated as bad. Hmm. Even owl. Owl's a stuffed animal. Owl's Actually, a stuffed animal. is owl? I think I'd have to assume so. That's kind of like the. the huh. Owl might be the, the only one that story. might actually be a real animal. <laughs> I never I thought about that before. In Robertson's head. Oh no, he he's completely schizophrenic. Or Christopher Robin is an insane person. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, it just doesn't make any he's sense. He's drooling in some asylum, imagining all of it. <laughs> he has to be. Yeah, it's the only thing that makes even like an iota of sense. I suppose you should probably ask what Matt's doing. I mean, I, I will. I yeah. will. We were getting there. I just wanted to make sure this whole hundred acre wood. Yeah. Thing was well, it's, it's yeah. important, but I just I didn't want to leave Matt out because we we, we had to we had to do a survival. This is a little bit of a tangent, but we had to do a survival thing in I think sixth grade, a survival project. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. We were we were dropped into uh, like the woods or something, and we had and like we had we had like X amount of dollars to spend on survival gear, and we had to we had to live for a month. Right? Wait, who, who, who that was, was like that, a whole class? Yeah, yeah. Or, well, or it, was well it? it was it was like Cub group projects. Or or? No, no, no. It was it was a. Uh, it was it was like a theoretical exercise, right? And so now, was it a group like was everybody as a group tr- deciding what to do? Uh, our our group was, yeah. So, who was the first one to recommend cannibalism? Nobody. We didn't. No. Let me finish the fucking oh, story. Oh, so so you don't bring it up. So you, you just keep that in your back of your mind the whole time. Yeah, no, you don't bring up cannibalism. Right. Cannibalism is the second thing. No. So uh, cannibalism our, is our what teacher, you resort to. I, I, for some reason, we we decided to uh, get dropped into the hundred acre wood. Yeah. And we ended up eating all of the animals as we as we went through the month because well, they were really easy to catch. <laughs> but they're made and of stuffing. There's No, we thought they were real. And so we ate all of the animals in the hundred acre wood. Like Tigger fell into all of the traps. And Pooh we like captured with just a stupid amount of honey. Which you could have probably eaten. They yeah, did after we, they caught we, Yeah, but we gotta eat a bear and glaze him with honey. Ooh, honey glaze. So is it bear? bad that, that like sounds good? Doesn't it? Is Except it bad they... that my first when it comes to survival? Yes, it's cannibalism. Yes, Carlos, that is not good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I, I hear I'll make sure really to bring up though. something that's not cannibalism if it, if I ever end up in a, a snarl like that. Yes. All right, Matt, what have you been up to? I'm pretty sure I had bear jerky in Alaska, actually. 
Bears really good. I've had bear bear burgers. Bear burgers. Bear burgers. <laughs> Weird. What kind of bears do they have in Alaska? Uh, the brown bears. The ones that grizzlies. will eat you. Yeah, I think they'll eat you. Polar bears. Do they have grizzlies? grizzlies? I feel like that'd be a grizzly. I feel area. yeah. I feel like they have salmon, therefore they have grizzlies. Yeah. Largest brown bear is over twenty five hundred pounds. Damn. Hey, did you see the preview for that new grizzly movie coming out? No. It's like Grizzly Adams? Because that's already a movie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's something where they, there's a bear k- killing people and then killing other animals and it's claiming it's a tornado. Going. So it's, so it's called like the, Bear the Movie? Basically. And what was that? Wasn't The Rock or something about that too? Where it was Sean Connery and some other people that the go rock? hunting a bear? No, what? no. no not the, the oh, oh, The Edge. Well, the Edge. That's what it, it was. was. You know, it was Sean they were at the same time. And one of the bald ones. One of the bald ones. It was one, uh, was it Alec? I think it was, it was a better one. It was the that, better was, that would be yeah. Alec. Yeah, yes. it was Alec. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, those two movies came oh, out at the Baldwin's. exact same time. The The Rock and The Edge or whatever, and I always got them fucking. Were they The Rock? The you only see, good thought, Michael Bay you see, movie. I thought The Edge came after that, like a little bit. But well, it might again, have, but but like, you know, I saw these all on VHS. Yeah, true. So. True. True. Yeah, I didn't go to see them in the. Theater. I think I saw Edge on VHS. Uh, I think that was a that came out after and the Face Rock. Off was in that time too and everything. <laughs> Who no fucking no Face Off? <laughs> I will never watch it. I refuse to watch it. Why? So s- fucking stupid. But it has John Travolta and Nick Cage swapping faces. Oh no! I yeah. mean, if there were two people that should swap faces and have hilarious results, it would be those two. It's kind of true. My my only problem with the movie is it lasted about an hour longer than it should have. Yeah, it was a really long movie. There is yeah. no such thing as too much. The same Nick with Cage. The Rock too. That one was a really long one. Too. Hey, The Rock was a phenomenal movie. You know, it was a little long for The Rock, but it also it took good advantage of that just for dramatic. Uh, just building up the dramatic. Yeah, drama. no, I I don't know. The the rock is shot really well, yeah, but it it, and it's paced really well. It does. It does. Michael Bay's best film. Michael oh, Bay should have just ended in the nineties because he had. Some no, good, he he, had, he was he was an amazing nineties movie director, yep. but then he tried to bring it into though. I mean, the He's, movies that he makes now are dirt cheap for the studios to make because. There's really no actors. What's crazy though? <laughs> they make a lot. What's crazy lot though is Transformers cost more to make than fucking Mad Max did, and those special effects are a million times cooler in Mad Max. Uh, Mad Max. Yeah, Mad, but Mad, Mad Max, Max also took six times as long to shoot. That yeah. doesn't matter. Like well, you could make a Transformers movie in a month. Well, yeah, but it costs a lot more. They didn't. The even shooting schedule. Uh, they shot for like a year on that. I was. Yeah, I was actually. Yeah, but it still ends up costing less to be shooting for a year than it is for to sit with a bunch of computer it, nerds. But that that's not what the studios are looking for. <laughs> I remember. The, they want to spend a shit ton of money on graphics. Okay. Matt, Matt, you have to realize that Transformers is not for you. I know. I'm it's just saying. It's not for this room. It's hey, the just... lowest comedy. I enjoyed the only reason I enjoyed the first one. I did too. Yeah, I did too. The, the only reason fun. I brought that up is just because you said it's a lot cheaper for them to use graphics and stuff. But no, it's actually Michael Bay's Transformers yeah. are more expensive it's than Mad Max. More time, it's a little bit more time. Well, a lot more time consuming. But the price yeah. is a lot. Oh yeah, more just to take do a look, take a look at a tra- I, I uh, Terminator Two. I like, think half all of that those is um, just paying Michael Bay at this. point. That's true too. That's true too. <laughs> I, look, actually, look at if you, if you look at Terminator Two. Like all those stunts were amazing. Yes. And like I'll actually, I look. Uh, I was watching like a little featurette on it or something, and like some of the effects like were like the liquid guy, the liquid metal guy, oh yeah, thousand. Like liquid that, a lot guy. of that was actually puppets. Like it was not computer animated stuff. A lot of it was just. Puppets. Well, yeah, they like, had big like puppets, amazing. but then like, they added like the CGI on top well, of it to be really cool. I, I, I always assumed that was just straight yeah. CGI. It's like, nope, those are puppets. Like, oh That's my god, cool. That's awesome. Yeah, that was a like the stunt work is amazing and. 
I'm just really glad that uh, Mad Max is d- did really well. It's in the, it's downtown. I'm going to go tomorrow. Oh, it's in town again? It, yep. Yeah, it oh, came up uh, two days ago, I think. So yeah, that's what I've been up to. I wanted to see Tomorrowland in town, and I didn't. I those reviews got they were really low v- reviews. I'm not surprised. I still don't even know what Tomorrowland is. Don't I heard worry it was about Disney. It. And that's yeah, no, it. it's it's based off of uh, you know the Epcot Center. Uh, in Disneyland, tomorrow- Orlando. Oh, yeah. Is it in Epcot or is it in? It's in Epcot. Ep- yeah. Tomorrowland is in Epcot. There's a Tomorrowland in Magic Kingdom that looks a lot more. Like no, wait, wait. Was it in Epcot or was it its own separate kingdom? Supposed to be. Is it? Is it? Is I thought. I, I thought. I, I, I thought. I thought Epcot was part of Tomorrowland. I, you know, I think it, it might be in Epcot, or uh, I'm not entirely sure. I haven't been to Disneyland, I, I, Disney I, World, in a long time. I, I I have the option to go every year, and I turn it down to go to NASA instead. <laughs> 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 no, I'm pretty sure it's in the Magic Kingdom. Because I feel like that's the real Magic Kingdom. The kingdom. It might even be the trip to NASA might be even better this year just because no, the Martian. Well, movie. I think Epcot's part of the Magic Kingdom, isn't it? No, Epcot's its own park. MGM's its own park. Magic Kingdom, Animal Kingdom. They're all just their own wait park. until they have the Star Wars park. Then you Epcot will have to go does there. have a futuristic area with like the cars and shit. And that okay, you can yeah, okay. But that's I why think I there's might... actually a Tomorrowland in the Magic Kingdom. I mean, we I guess we could figure this we out, could. but it's not really important. No, it's not. It really isn't. All right. You keep asking questions. Well, I'll look it up. All right. Uh, but I, it still I guess doesn't I'll... tell me what tomorrow. Shut up. About. Although the it's tower... about the park at Disneyland. Although tower... okay. if it was real, who oh. here has actually been to Disney World before? All right, I've been there a lot. Tower of Terror sucks ass. It was really cool well, it, when you were like nine years no, old. No, no, I, I was like nine years old too. But like the thing is, like when they uh, did the. But when... Carlos, you think everything sucks ass? All right. Here's the problem. Even trees. They get, they randomly decide like how they're how many drops and everything. When I went on it. It was just one drop. It was that was basically it. it there was hardly anything going. It was like so short. Some like because they randomly decide how long and like how many drops and things like that. So okay, that uah. was sad. However, the Aerosmith ride is amazing there. It was shut down. Whoa, that we waited sucks. in line for like two hours and then like yeah, it's out of order. That that how was your uh, concert this week? Oh, the Rolling Stones. How did you forget to mention the Rolling Stones? Because I started talking about bears and <laughs> Disney. And tampons. I didn't even talk about anything I did. <laughs> That's true. I'm sorry. What have you been up to this week, Matt? <laughs> I went to the Rolling Stones. <laughs> I forgot about all about that until you said that. <laughs> that was sweet. Fucking bag of bones and skin running around on stage like crazy. It was cool. That sounds awesome. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good way to describe it. No, Mick Jagger, they just radiate cool on stage. Like, holy shit. Keith Richards not even paying attention to his guitar, just playing it because it's all muscle memory now, and he just has a big <laughs> smile on his face. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure Keith Richards is just an no. I- animatron now. Yeah, it has to be. Has to be. <laughs> are, they, are they on a tour right now? Or is yeah, this a- it's a 15-day tour, and it's been 10 years since they were last here, so yeah. you're probably not going to ever see him here again. No, probably not. And who knows when they're going to croak. So, yeah, me and my dad went. <laughs> probably like tomorrow. Yeah. No, no, They did all the drugs and survived. So I know, right? Forever. Right? But, yeah, me and my dad went, and my dad was really hesitant about spending the money at first and everything, but he was having the blast. What, what he were just the, loved it. What were the tickets? 200 each. Oh, you know, wow. I, well, yeah. for seeing the Rolling Stones for, like, once in a lifetime. Probably. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, he, my dad's 60, and this is his first time seeing them. Like, the, la- the first time they are here was in 1964, I guess. And, uh... But yeah, and then after the show, my dad's like, well, I can check that off my bucket list. That was sweet. And he's like, we should have just spent the money for the really good seats. And I was yeah, like, you Dad, guys, no. Yeah, you guys were like way out there. TCF Bank's so small. Like, you can, it's perfect. Lo- you know, you try and take a picture at a concert, it looks a lot further away yeah, than it actually is. No, yeah, you could see just fine. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, it was cool. It, lo- it looked like a lot of fun. Fireworks. 
Yeah, it looks like they have a good stage how, show. I, for two and a half hours, how can Mick Jagger be running up and down a fucking, like, I don't know how big Cocaine. catwalk? <laughs> they claim they aren't on anything nowadays. <laughs> I know they smoke pot, that's for sure. But no, I, there's laced with cocaine. There's just cocaine residue stuck <laughs> in their system. <laughs> it's true. It's Yeah, they don't have to do they it anymore. They did enough cocaine in the 80s where they're like, so, we're good now. So Wolverine, his bones are laced with adamantium. Their bones are laced with cocaine right now. <laughs> it's not just that, there's, but heroin. It's not there's Tomorrowland at uh, Magic Kingdom. It's not Oh, okay. calcium that their Let's bones see. are made of. So it is a Magic Kingdom. I know we have a few listeners who are like really big Disney fans. And they're probably screaming, of course it's a Magic Kingdom, <laughs> you assholes. <laughs> no, yeah, really? Know. Wait, Epcot? No, oh, Tomorrowland is. Magic Kingdom? Well, it's, it's not magic. It's science. Fake science, but science nonetheless. <laughs> it's the Magic Kingdom. So like, it's magical Carlos, because it takes you to the different The line worlds. between magic and science is very, it's very true. thin. It's true. No. It's the line between magic and science is called ignorance. Yeah, pretty much. But there's there's no such thing as magic, unless you're ignorant, and then science looks like magic. <laughs> no, I I'll agree. There have been plenty of episodes that kind of reflect that concept on many a TV show. Yeah, TV, Merlin, stuff. This week I went camping <laughs> <laughs> in a humongous rainstorm. Oh yeah, so were you killed by a bear? No, I was not almost, ki- Carlos, I'm he, sitting here. He almost floated away. <laughs> I did. So I, I went, uh, it was my first solo camping trip ever, which was interesting. This should make a the, lot of them easier now. It, well, no, it was <laughs> It was fine. Uh, I packed too much beer, which I didn't think would be a thing, but I did. Uh, and then, because I'm an asshole and an idiot, I forgot the, uh, like, the, you know how when you go camping you have to put the little ticket on the stump? No. No. Okay, well, you wouldn't. Um, but anyway, so you, you do to claim to like, you know, know, so they know that you were in that campsite and I forgot that in my car and the walk to the campsite was a mile and a half <laughs> uphill both ways. Not a joke. Cause it was, uh, it's like on the other side of a river valley. Did you make it all the way to the camp when you realized this or what? Yeah. I, I had, I had set up my tent and everything and I'm like, all right, let's go set that thing up or like go put that thing on there. Oh no! And I'm like I'm looking through my bag and I can't find Just it. Just praying and hoping. I, I'm like no. <laughs> and so I walk back, and so uh, about an hour later, because I was tired and it was steep, and I was still carrying shit because I needed water. I drank so much water. Good. A stupid amount of water. I had to pee so much. Anyway, uh, so I get back, and then I'm like, okay, I need to go get wood. And so the wood was a half mile walk. <laughs> and then I had to cut it myself. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. Wow. So I spent another, you know, few minutes cutting wood and then I realized I cut too much wood to carry in one trip. <laughs> <laughs> so I have to make a couple of trips with the wood. There's a lot of just bullshit walking. And then I finally get back, I get a fire going, and then I realize half of the wood I cut is too wet to burn. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, well, this sucks. Just <laughs> nothing was on your side yesterday. No, uh, it was still a lot of fun. Uh, but anyway, then I started reading a book because I brought a book and I was like, I will read this. And the book was awesome. But then it got dark and I'm like, well, I need my, my flashlight. Forgot batteries car. for my flashlight. <laughs> no, I had my flashlight. It just had no batteries in Did it. Did you have to start a fire by hand? No, I, I, had, I bought lighters and okay. stuff. So I used the lighters. Uh, and then I was like, well, fuck it. I'm just going to go to bed. I'm done. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. I've had two beers. What was the first word that came out of your mouth when your flashlight did not work? It was fuck. Yep. 
<laughs> and so I, I, you know, I, I go so to bed, and about, I don't know, 10, 10-ish, 11-ish, thunder, lightning, everywhere, downpour. Awesome. Let's see if this tent is waterproof. Uh, and before I know it, I like I reach over and there's like two inches of w- water under my tent, and my <laughs> my tent floor is like even with my sleeping pad. <laughs> I'm like, this is terrifying. What's going on? <laughs> I'm gonna float away. You're the only thing that kept it from that, <laughs> right? Well, that and the stakes in the ground, <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like, ah, shit. Luckily, I had brought all of my stuff into my tent because I was like, it's going to rain. So this Wait. sounds like a nice long monologue on why camping is a terrible idea. I don't, can't, it was, it was a ton of fun. No. It was. That, like, look, looking back, at, like, like while it was happening, it kind of sucked, right? And while it was happening, you're like, oh, this is the worst. But look, you look back on it through the lens of nostalgia. It happened last night. Actually, but my theory, <laughs> my theory is the reason that camping is fun is because you do it and you're miserable. But when you come back, you realize that what you're doing right now makes it feel like what you're doing right now is so much better than what it was before. That you just feel this relief. You're just like, yes, <laughs> civilization. You, but you confuse it with the fact that camping was fun. <laughs> that could be. <laughs> that you, could be. You just love oh. coming back to like running water, air conditioning. Toilets. Uh, I burned a shit ton of calories yesterday, so that helped. A lamp next to you. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know. It was, it was, it was interesting. Waterproof concrete floor. We got a lot of rain yesterday. That's for sure. Oh yeah, you're telling me. The, there's, there's a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it was up over the roads when I was downtown, oh, and yeah. I walked home in it, and I was playing in the puddles because it was nice out. Were you singing in the rain? What? Nice out? Did you sing in the rain? I did not nice sing in the rain, but I walked barefoot along the sidewalks in the road, and it was See, fine. I would have sang singing in the rain in the rain. No. No. I would have. No. Just for the sake or of Or maybe go, like, start singing that raindrops just keep falling on your head. <laughs> raindrops <laughs> falling on my head. Oh, my God. This went bad fast. Red. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, then I woke up, packed all my shit up, and made the mile and a half walk back. You didn't forget anything. Up there. Did it, not forget anything. Was it uh, muddy on the way back? Yes, it was. It was delightfully muddy Treacherous. and humid as balls. Yeah, I believe that. <laughs> My balls were stanky. <laughs> it was not good. Uh, Maybe your uh, future camping gear needs to include uh, self-airing uh, pants. Just air out your ball area. Yeah, like I just I just need crotchless like pants. A, no, like it just has a like Chaps a built in, the whole way. No, no, a built-in fan. No, leather would a change. Dehum- a dehumidifier in your pants. Just a little fan that goes. Can we, can no, I don't we, want a fan next to my balls. <laughs> can we pan that right now? Like pan uh, a ball dehumidifier. Yeah, actually. Right. Uh, and then yeah, I got back, aired out my tent uh, because I needed to. So I had to repitch my tent when I got home. To try it out. And yeah, it was fun. Uh, but the most exciting part was the book I was reading. It's called Seven Eves. It's Neil Stevenson's uh, latest book. He wrote Snow Crash and a few other like speculative fiction books. That book people probably have heard of. Yes. Uh, and this one is about the moon exploding. And it's you and know like, as it does the, th- the things that happen after the moon explodes. Well, but I know why. Cause Casey doesn't know yet because he's not far enough. But the moon explodes because of hubris. No, Carlos, I don't think it's hubris. It's always hubris. Always. Look back to the Greeks. What caused all the problems? Hubris. No! Yeah. That's, that caused every problem. Every problem. Romans too. Hubris? I'm lost. You don't know what hubris is? Nope. You, it's 
kind of like pride, like too much pride in yourself. It's oh, karma okay. via pride. And the I don't think that caused the class, moon to explode. Classical, I don't think so. <laughs> classical Greek uh, mythology, like hu- hubris made it so like all the the gods would like say, fuck you humans, we're gods, you can't be hub- fully hubris. And that's why they'd always fuck over humans for no reason. Anyway, in the but, book, yeah. <laughs> in the book, the moon explodes. Because uh, of hubris. Because yes. of hubris, apparently, and it's split into like seven pieces, and those pieces start like bashing into each other and create. Uh, and then it's uh, so from when the moon explodes to when, uh, like they call it, uh, what was it, the white sky, uh, and then the the hard rain when all the all the meteors and stuff or all the pieces of the moon fall to earth and burn it. There's two years, and so in that two years, they like beef up the ISS. And like send as many humans into space as they can, and so, like they're like, well, in five thousand years we should be able to come back. So this is like the er- like early two thousands movie, the time machine. Then this is what happened between. No, this is not when the he time yeah, to the future. It's true. Yeah, this is what happened. They show the moon exploding. Well, and that is this is what happened because a bunch of humans do go underground and totally become murlocs. It's true. So yeah. Well, I don't know if they become murlocs. All I'm at the, I'm like, I'm like moon exploding. He, this is the missing link between. The our present day and the future that was in the time machine movie, the two thousand one that was shitty. Uh, the book so far is really good. I'm only like four hundred pages. Is Orlando it. was it Orlando Bloom? In the or, Orlando Bloom is not no, in the book. Orlando Bloom. It was somebody else. It was, <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting. Wasn't it Guy Guy Ritchie or Guy Pierce? Or no, I don't, well, I'm not, not talking about the main character. I'm talking about the uh, the computer program. It was uh, the comedian that was in a uh, Office Space. The one that knocked at the door. No, it was the actor that knocked had. I I I, I, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. I I can't really clarify because I can't remember. The, I can never remember the actor's name. Well, guys, we are 25 minutes into the show. Oh Jesus! <laughs> and I think Sweet. it was our it was our hubris. <laughs> it was our hubris. And I think uh, it's time to taste some beer. Yeah. So in front of us we have, uh, what is it? Uh, Orange Avenue Wit from Colorado or no Coronado Brewing Company. Oh Coronado. Oh, I, I, I was, was reading that wrong too. Yeah. Yep. Coronado. So have we ever had this then? We have not. We I don't think we've had anything from Coronado. Have I we had way a, hard poured that. Have yeah, this is it's a little it, carbonated. It doesn't um, take much. I did the same yeah. thing. They uh they they are from California. Southern uh, th- this, California. It's Southern California. This is their California wit. Uh this so uh this SoCal take on a traditional wit beer honors Coronado's Main Street, which is home to our brew pub and was once lined with orange trees, bolstered by orange zest, coriander, and orange blossom honey. It's Belgian by the way of Coronado. Expect a refreshing light bodied brew rife with citrus zing and a hint of earthy spice. You know what happened to all their orange trees? Hubris. Well, yeah, because they <laughs> ran out of water. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. California drought joke. Hey, guys, we have water to spare. Yeah. We do. We can flush our toilets. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I'll flush it multiple times just because just, just to make sure. <laughs> just to clean up the residue. Uh, this, this beer has a BA score of 80. Uh, it's a... Wit beer that comes in at five point two percent. It's available year round. Carlos, I, I have a question. Have we had a Colorado Brewing Company beer before? Yes. Yes. So that's that's really confusing. This is Coronado. Yeah, that's rather I don't close know. to Colorado. Uh, yeah, it is. But we we but you so like Coronado, California. Yeah, Coronado is actually another place. I know it's a place because it's named after Coronado. You know, cornucopia. There's no. a. 
a topless mermaid. woman. No, it's topless mermaid. She's got frothy boobies. It, it's a different. Uh, yeah, it's, that means she has a fish. Vagina. She could be wearing a bra. <laughs> you can't tell. You just can't tell. There's no straps. It could be a strapless, yeah. but I think she's just covering up with that pint. It's it's covered up with the foam on the pint. It says it doesn't matter. That lower body is just fish, so doesn't look very pleasant. Cold blooded. Anyway, Carlos, uh, how's the beer? Well, we should probably skip to somebody else because I had to wait for my foam too. Oh, okay. I've already almost drank mine. All well, right, well, let's start ahead. with you. Uh, it's good. I like it. It's light. Uh, however, it kind of just tastes like water with a beer flavor to it. Okay. All right. <laughs> I suppose it is a little light. Yeah. I like it a lot more than when, you just gave the impression of. When when I first poured it, it was like, holy shit, that's a lot of foam. I like couldn't swallow it at first, but no. Yeah, I know. That's now just it's calmed of... down. It's good. Hey, well, that's a that's a thing of wheat beers, yeah. though. Yeah. If you if you aggressively pour it at all. There is an explosion no, of foam. It dances on my tongue like it's fucking 7-Up. Like you can feel it jumping on my tongue. Yeah, I miss my foam. I miss my foam. Now if you look at it, it's bubbling like mad. Another sign of uh, Belgians, usually yeah. high carb. Yeah. All right. There's Miles? a lot of orange zest. I like it. Uh, I get the, the honey sweetness in the background. The coriander gives it a little bit of texture and... A little bit of backbone on the the orange zest flavor. Otherwise, it's a pretty solid wit. Uh, nice hazy color. The foam sticks around. I like this beer. Okay, Carlos. Yeah, there's. I'm getting some of that orange zest, but oh my god, can you smell that honey? Like it yeah. smells like, like real. Oh my god, like, this is like it smells like real honey. O, M. No, I mean I haven't smelt real honey in a long time. Can it was you like, even? I smelt it. Right it's like now? oh my god, this is honey. <clears throat> Oh my god, it is so much honey. I smell beer. Yeah, I go out valley on this shit, Carl. Oh, oh, this is yeah. SoCal. Can you even? Can you even? <laughs> well, Did... now I don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I'm not the master of all accents. Or one any accent accents. Even, really. <laughs> About the only thing I that... have troubles talking normal anyway. About the only thing that bugs me right away is they call it the Orange Avenue Wit, a wheat beer brewed with honey and spices. And no, they don't mention the orange. They don't at all. mention the orange. Um, I think this is almost overly spiced. Like I don't, I don't know. I agree. Like the, it does seem a little overly spiced. Though they did take a uh, a leaf out of like with their with their bottles, they took a, like a leaf out of Stone's book and like used the painted on labels, which is pretty cool. Yeah, I do like that. The the classic front, you know, label with ten word description and then. Nice, uh, yeah, descriptor on the back. Yeah. I'm just surprised I could pick out that honey with my nose because my nose is just normally destroyed. No, uh, but I mean, if I, I think if it was you know super hot day and I was sitting outside, good lawnmower beer, like just something refreshing to down real so, quick. And so Belgians are usually really carbonated. Uh, they usually have a higher carbonation. Yeah, like is that like a a flaw or is that just how they just that, that's they just how they are. Yep. Because I don't know, it really that, surprises me how, it's, how it really is. Like I have like you know this this isn't this isn't uh, like Blue Moon yeah American wit at all. This is true Belgian-y. Yeah, like I don't uh, dislike it, carb. but there's a I, there's a reason I don't like stuff that's really carbonated. I I'm not a huge fan of Belgians. Miles will attest to this. I'm it's I'm not sad, either. But true. Like uh, there's parts of it that I like. Mostly because I like uh, some beer with my spice, not some spice with my beer. Yeah, that there is a little bit too much spice. Fair I'm just, enough. 
Yeah. I'm not really picking up in the taste. I'm not picking up honey. So, But then again, I have avoided <laughs> honey for years. So, Undrinkable. All right, Carlos, out of 10. I'll give it a... a you know, since I, I generally don't drink Belgium, so, you know, it's a pretty good Belgium, I guess, so I'll give it a 6. I'm going to give it somewhere around an 8. Okay. I, I think it's a very well-made wit beer, a little overspiced, maybe, but... I'm totally in the mood for a beer just like this right about now. Matt? Yeah, I'm not a big fan of Wits, but this one is nice. It, uh, you, you know that, like light beers. Yep. This one's nice and light, easy to drink. Uh, let's do 8.3. I'm going to give it a solid 7. Uh, I find it overly spiced. Um, I mean, it could be some of my bias coming through against Belgians, which is, is totally possible. Uh, it's not a bad beer, uh, which, I mean, it's... Still above that average mark, so like if I give a beer a five, it's not a bad beer. It's just an average beer. Mainly the reason I gave it a six instead of like a seven was just because of the fact that it was just I don't think I could drink more than one of these really very easily. I'd rather go for a different beer. True. Well, yeah, and I would. Sorry, and this this is me doing? just coming out. Um, <laughs> you, sh- I wouldn't knock a beer just because it's not my style. Yeah. Oh yeah, I try. That, I try not to, but there's a there's always a bias. Like, really I, I don't. I, I don't dislike the spirit, but it's not something. I, don't worry. It's when not our numbers are averaged out, it'll be just fine. Exactly. <laughs> Which is a feature that should be coming in the nearish future. What? No uh, bias. No, no. No. We will never get no, rid of bias. No. No. Uh, it's there, the hubris. There, there, I know. A, there, I I want to add a feature on the website that will start ranking the beers with our scores. Will it rank our hubris too? It will not rank your hubris. <laughs> our hubris is off the charts. Chase is right. If we had a, a radar for our hubris, it would also, unfortunately, be a sign of our hubris. <laughs> Dooming us if we, if we have to track our hubris, we have too much hubris. <laughs> but to not think that we deserve that we need a meter to track it, though, that might also be a sign of hubris. I there might not be a way to win. <laughs> I don't think there's a way to win. We're going to blow up the moon. <laughs> Into seven particular pieces. No, no. That's not the way we're going to go about it, though. And now, the Department of Offense presents News with Casey. At 35 minutes into the show. <laughs> this just in. The moon has exploded. <laughs> uh, a man was pleasuring himself inside a portable toilet when uh, homeless individuals in the area knocked the toilet over after he refused to stop. <laughs> No whacking in my porter. How how long was he whacking it? <laughs> it all long started at 8 a.m. Thursday people. at the East Bank Espinada uh, at the foot of Hawthorne Bridge in Portland. Uh, Portland police say that a 44, or 48-year-old homeless man was pleasuring himself inside a portable toilet when the door uh, with the door open. He was flashing us over and over again, and we asked him multiple times and told him to stop, and he wouldn't, a homeless woman said. Our friend thought it would be funny to get up and jump behind the porta potty and kick it. The 48-year-old man, who was covered in fecal matter, was <laughs> rescued from the toilet by Portland Fire and Rescue crews. Due to the circumstances, police did not arrest the man. Physically, he's fine, but he had a crappy day. Uh, Willie Halliburton with the Portland Police uh, said, uh, adding it. Adding, it was the first incident of its kind in his 27 years of police work. Yeah. Fortunately for him, he had some clothing he could change into and clean himself up later on. Yeah, I it, don't think uh, you r- usually run into hobos masturbating with the door open before, and then have poor potty knocked over and then covered in shit. 
Uh, the individual <laughs> in that order, at least. <laughs> the in, in that order, the individuals who helped uh, tip the toilet left a note on it that reads, "That's what happens for the number four, showing your cock." <laughs> he got too cocky. <laughs> That's hubris, right there. That's it was hubris. hubris. Hubris was his downfall. <laughs> hubris knocked over that porta potty. Uh, our feel-good story of the week is the successful conclusion of a nine-way kidney transplant in San Francisco that ended on Friday. Wait, nine-way? Nine-way. How many kidneys does this person have? Well, no, it was it was a chain of kidney transplants. Why? Did, how many people did they kill in this chain? They didn't kill anyone. No, oh, I'm sorry. You, you take somebody's kidney, they're dying all of a sudden. They give the kidney to somebody else. They and then oh, they, that patient died. Better give it to another person. I no, think that's that, that, that is not how this happened. No, at all. it was just nine people in a circle. Everyone took the kidney from the left. No, that's also not how it happened at all. <laughs> was it? Uh, there were 18 like a, surgeries. Okay, oh, musical chairs. There's a tenth person that died. Musical kidneys. <laughs> there we go. You know, guys, this is supposed to be the the happy-go-lucky story. <laughs> well, yeah, nine people lived. What's wrong with Casey? Is that not good enough for nine you? Nine people lived. Nine had to die. No, this is 18 people lived. 18 people lived? Yeah. <laughs> then why were there only nine kidneys involved? Because it was nine donors. No, wait. No, but to donate, don't you have to be dead for your kidney? No, no you have two of them. You only need one. All right. I I I was I'm sorry. I always forget which organ it is that you can get rid of. Most of them you can get rid of one. Well, of. what's the one that like they take a chunk of that they liver. 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 Right. That's that's the transplant I'm going to need. Yeah. Of course when they you, they take half your liver, the liver that replaces it is like tumor liver. Darn tumor livers. So yeah, I don't think anyway, I don't have All of the 18 surgeries went fine and doctors report no complications. The unusual swap was possible thanks to a partnership between two hospitals and software programs that connect compatible patients with donors. Uh, Reed Morin Haywood began the chain when he decided to donate uh, to a stranger when he found out he wasn't a match for his friend who needed a kidney. So he started uh, this chain where he was like, okay, I'll donate to a stranger. And then it was something like that friend was like, oh, hey, I'll donate to a stranger, too. Wait, wait, incredible. the person you just gave a kidney to decided, you know, I've I got no, surplus no, no. kidneys no, here. No, the, the, person, so gonna... the person's friend, like their their right. significant other, their friend, whatever, and that's just how it went down the wait, line. So there was an asshole that was like, you know, it was kind of like thanks this. for giving my friend a kidney, but fuck you guys. Yeah, no, there was somebody at the end of the chain. It was kind of like this. It's uh, it's like when you uh, awkward pay it forward thing. Oh yeah, no, it's it's like when you go through like the coffee shop and they're like, "Hey, this person uh, just paid for your coffee. Would you like to pay for the person behind you?" No. Yeah. No, I would not. Yeah, honestly, yeah. Fuck these guys. Like, fuck these guys donating their kidneys. I've been in that situation too many times. And the first couple of times, I gave into peer pressure and purchased whatever it was for the person behind me. And finally, I'm like, no. This person does not need to do that. I don't care. If, like, the only reason they're doing it is because it makes them feel good. You know what makes me feel good? Free coffee. So I'm going to take that. Yeah, that? and what if you just order a drip coffee and it's only like a buck? You know what makes and me feel good? And then the one behind you orders like a $4,000 drink, you know? Like one of the expensive Oh, yeah, no, things. it's... it's, it's like, I came in here to spend $1. What I, yeah, what if I was in line and I wanted like a just a cup full of espresso shots? No. Yeah, he just wanted like seven espresso shots. I would and want- like one of those uh, large, what, Vente, Super Vente, Mega Vente, whatever they call it. I go to coffee shops that use real words. It's the, it's the larger Ultra Vente. Vente. It's, the, it's the larger Ventes. Vente Grande. 
There we go. That's yeah, right. let's let's mix Italian <laughs> and Spanish together. It's the Vente Grande White Chocolate Caramel Mocha Frappuccino. No, no, with guacamole. <laughs> On no, the side. Cream on the side, though. <laughs> so you could dip the coffee into the guac? No, so I could, like, dip whatever treat I get. Because, you know, my coffee's free. The biscotti. Biscotti so, and guac. It sounds wait, wait. great. If, is it just the coffee that's paid for, or is it, like, whatever? Cause you, like, no, just it's your entire order. I could get a fuck ton of bagels, then. No, no, your order is already <laughs> just, no, like, because you've placed the order already. Oh, the bastard. So you got you got to play the numbers game. And so if they have a Jesus fish on the car in front of you, you just order a bunch of stuff. <laughs> and they cancel it when you get to the window. I mean, that would suck, though, if somebody like, was buying like uh, coffee for like a construction crew or something. Mm. And, like... No, it's it's dumb. And like people have done it with like pounds of beans. Would you like to buy a pound of beans for the person? That's like $15. $15 I wasn't going to spend already. So no. No, you know, thank you. You know what I'd want if I go to a coffee place? Them to leave me the fuck alone out of this bullshit. Right, I I want. I'll pay for my coffee. Just leave me the fuck out of this. So there's there's a social contract at a at a coffee place because you only go when you need that caffeine fix, and when you need that caffeine fix, you're not in a good mood to begin with. Yeah, and you're not looking to have anything complicated. Yeah, no, you're like you're like, give me some fucking black coffee, money, coffee. Let's do this. And I'm definitely not looking to make anybody else's day happy. There's a simple transaction here. I give you paper, you give me liquid gold. No words. None. <laughs> just, just you let's, point. Let's make this work. Face. Let's just make this work. Uh, all right. Uh, Wing Wa Lung, real name. All right. A tenth grade teacher in Alameda, California, has caused a bit of a controversy with an extra credit assignment. The assignment was for kids to take selfies with their parents' condoms, dildos, and other adult toys, and then bring the pictures into class. This guy's into some pretty. Me? This guy's into some pretty sick stuff. What the fuck? <laughs> you should. Actually, talk into the microphone, I was, Matthew. I was trying to yell it so it'd be dramatic. Oh, okay. Sorry. No, it was it wasn't working. Well, fuck it you was guys. not working. No, fuck your microphone skills. You should probably. You've been doing my- this for how long? Three years? Never. He just wasn't putting any effort in it. No, I really wasn't. Uh, <laughs> a couple of understandably irate parents uh, confronted Lung uh, about the assignment, and he tried to say that it was supposed to be a joke. Well, apparently not everyone got the joke because at least one student went through with the assignment and showed all his friends the picture to show them what the photo should look like. Wingwa is under investigation by the school but is still teaching. Right. Only one person did this, right? And that's, that's all that was reported in the story. So one kid did this. So I don't think it's on the teacher. I think it's on this kid for just being oblivious to everything. <laughs> right, if it's that obvious that nobody else did it. What's a dildo? So I think that everybody else, like, he probably literally said, guys, I'm joking. Do not <laughs> do this. What's this ring for? <laughs> but this kid was probably zo- zoomed out, like, probably thinking, not listening to him say that joke part, because he's like, you know, I know where my uh, mother's dildo drawer is, or, like, where my father's porn stash is. I know is, where or... my dead kid, I mean, what? So, yeah, it's, that's probably <laughs> what it was. He was just, this kid was not paying attention. Yeah. Uh, Times Square was the site of an epic battle between Minnie Mouse and Hello Kitty on Thursday evening. Uh, Sandra Mocha, a.k.a. Minnie, and Giovanna Melendez, a.k.a. Hello Kitty, were arrested after a fight broke out over their tips. Uh, multiple photos of the fight were taken and posted to Twitter before the police showed up to break it up. My personal favorite is the pic of two Elmos just standing there watching the fight. There's just two people dressed as Elmo just be like, this fit's pretty Wait. cool. Two Elmos. There were two Elmos. Why the fuck are there two Elmos? Like I don't know. Wait, wait, were the pick were they the exact same costume? Mm-hmm. 
Why are there two fucking Elmos? You can't, that doesn't make any sense. Even a kid knows there's only one fucking Elmo. Yeah, but what if the other Elmo it was just, It just destroys all the suspension of disbelief, right? <laughs> that Elmo is sitting in time. I mean, you, you go with a kid to Disneyland, they got to know that and that's not really Buzz Lightyear. But, like, there's only one Buzz Lightyear, so they can just, they can, they suspend their disbelief. It's like, hey, that's really Buzz Lightyear. Also, they know. They, they can pretend they know for a day. But if you have two fucking Buzz Lightyears, that's not fucking Buzz Lightyear. You know that right away. Well, didn't you ever see Disney uh, World, Disney? The, the Buzz Lightyear animated series? No. Ye- well, yes, I saw a couple of episodes. But I, <laughs> ignoring that, Disney puts a lot of effort. Also, also there were a if shit you, ton there, of Buzz Lightyears. If you watch, uh, if you watch Toy, Toy Story, Story 2, yep. I think they go to the toy store and they see an entire aisle of Buzz Lightyears right. and Zorgs. All right, well, fuck you. That was just a bad example. I understand what you're saying. There. Yeah, <laughs> it was so, a bad yeah, example. Yeah, Disney actually uh, does a... Uh, they put a lot of effort into not having doppelgangers. Oh, they do. They have like entire secret cities oh, and shit. They put a lot of it's thought. It's terrifying. Into yeah, it's, yeah. There's there's one word to describe. But the thing that. is, that the people who work there like do enjoy it. That's what I've heard. It's weird because it's called I brainwashing. It. Yeah. But yeah, so this blows my mind that they're just be that sloppy to have two fucking animals. Like this is what? Where was this? this was Times, New Square. Times Square. It's n- <laughs> like it's it's large, but it's not so fucking large that you can't notice well, no, two elbows. Not, not like it's it's all unofficial. Like all these all these people, like they're not licensed or anything. Oh, all right. Uh, they just kind of show up, and the cops don't do anything about them most of the time. So they're it's like Hollywood Boulevard, uh, in L.A. Like there's all like people. Dr- there's like probably like fifteen Spider Men on Hollywood Boulevard. Well, nobody believes in Spider Man, so that's fine. But people believe in Elmo. Kids are stupid. <laughs> Who do you think watches Spider-Man and is like, man, I believe in Spider-Man? Nobody does because they've seen maybe uh, Spider-Man 3. Kids There's would no like belief. Spider-Man 3. It, that will crush all the kids' belief in Spider-Man. A U.S.-born Israeli soldier who brought a ham sandwich to his army base was initially sentenced to 11 days in military prison before a media frenzy prompted the Israel Defense Forces to drop all disciplinary measures. In a rare apology, IDF spokesperson uh, Brigadier General Mahdi Almaz wrote on Facebook, We were wrong. The IDF will continue to keep kosher on the one hand, but will not probe a soldier's sandwich on the other. Wait, so he was eating a sandwich and that was bad? Yeah. It was a ham sandwich. A and a ham is not kosher. Yeah, with the religion, but that 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 doesn't necessarily mean he's Israeli. Yes, I get that, but that doesn't mean that he's actually they were the religion. It's Israel. his culture. What do they ban as a like nationwide? Yes. No ham? Yeah, they do. Yeah, that's kind of how it works over there. They're Jews. my God, they're fucking monsters. <laughs> no, Carlos, it even gets better. Uh, to be to be kosher, you have to keep your meat. And your dairy separate. That means no cheeseburgers. No, wait. By separate, does that mean you could like have a layer of nope roast beef? Not on, not on the same. What if thing. you put the cheese outside the bread? You could, you could have the cheese in one hand and the bread or in, and the sandwich in another hand, and then I guess eat them no. alternating. <gasps> no, you cannot mix them. Yeah, no. because if you, yeah, yeah. No, no. No, so, no, so you have to eat the hamburger, swallow it, and then eat the no, piece of cheese. the cheese just can't touch the meat. So you just can't have the no, cheese on the outside. they cannot be mixed. They can't be mixed. Well. <laughs> He's so upset I, about this. I don't this. understand. 
Yeah, and and no nobody, bacon. Nobody and, else does uh, too. No, no offense to anybody who like follows that, but I just <laughs> I, no, no. I'm yes, offense. That is dumb. I don't understand. That's cheese. <laughs> you broke Carlos. I like cheese on stuff. <laughs> How could I have a cheeseburger without cheese on it? it doesn't make. You can't. You could just have a hamburger. I want bacon and cheese. <laughs> You're not Jewish, so it's okay. I know. They'd be uh, so offended by our pickled pigs <laughs> also, here in America. <laughs> no, no shellfish. Yeah. Oh, well, fuck. I don't suck. really eat shellfish, so I just really had fish up. tacos at Mariachi's the other day. Oh, fish tacos are delightful. They they were really really good. I like fajitas. I wanted the shrimp tacos after though. Wait, wait. Fajitas are good though. I like chimichangas because there's like hardly any. No, like, because they put cheese. Well, they could just take the cheese off. I'd probably survive with the I cheese. Got the that just reminded me of the vegetarians that come into Emma's and are like, no, I can't have a beef stick in my Bloody Mary. And then if you put a beef stick in it, they won't drink it. You put beef sticks in Bloody Marys? Yes. yes. I yeah. want, I've want. i never had like a Bloody Wait, Mary. Wait, you've never had a Bloody Mary with a beef stick in it? No, because I you've always never I had make a fucking Bloody pi- Mary. I make a pitcher of Bloody Mary mix and I just drink the I whole think thing. a pepperoni stick is better you than You should go into Emma's and have one of theirs. It's really good. I do now want I that. enjoy but a chorizo stick. But Ooh. they get pissed when I put the beef stick in there. But at the same time, Worcester sauce is made out of anchovies, I'm pretty sure. You should yeah. uh, keep track of how many beef sticks you don't put in the vegetarian's ones. And then when I order one, just put all that many beef sticks <laughs> in mine. They're really you know, good beef sticks. Because you, you don't have to choose. Because it doesn't technically. You know, Carl's would just show up every, sat- or like every Saturday. Emma's or is losing get no the money. Last week I'm just taking that. It's true because they're still paying for I'm it. I'm just taking the vegetarian stuff. For free, in which in which case, you know, I enjoy. In which case, I will, I will think that all the vegetarians. Carlos, are are you going to be okay with the fact that they're not Slim Jims, though? I, I'll be fine. It's kick-ass beef beef sticks, and they're amazing. Oh, those are actually really good. I've never, never had them. So, had and them there's that? also pick up pickles and olives are in it too, but you that's, don't have to have fine. those in it. I I I would try it just because I'd want like an actual Bloody Mary that I just pour myself. Wait, have, have you never had a Bloody Mary at a restaurant? Have you never been to Junior's? No, I've never. Had I don't it. like theirs. I've never Some had Junior's. I've never like had it. one at a restaurant because it's. I don't know. I've had like I I've probably had uh, twice in my life. I've just made like I got a mix of a uh, two or three times. I've just had a, like one of those mixers for Bloody Mary mix, and I just make a huge V8 pitcher and vodka. And then I drink the whole pitcher. <laughs> I, see, I like going to the Bloody Mary bars where you can make your own. I went to one in Madison, and we just put like five beef sticks and a bunch of cheese they have them with, a, with a with a shot of vodka, and then just a little splash Shooters of built <laughs> tomato juice. I remember the uh, last time I did that Bloody Mary mix, it was we were playing a D and D game, so I just got drunk and I played a barbarian. And I hit stuff. It was just the best. <laughs> That's I, too much tomato. And then, wait, oh no. wait, and then it was after. It was that, more vodka than tomato. Oh, juice, I, don't for, worry. I always forget this part because I was so drunk by this time, and then we went out to the bars because. It was New Year's Eve. You know, we went out to the bars after we made you drink like six beers. I was watching. Uh, it was that one uh, uh, fake uh, music. Uh, Stone Tap or Stonehenge? St- yeah, uh, Stone Tap. Or uh, Stone this t- is Stone uh, Tap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like the subtitles were on. Spinal like, Tap. And I was, I was following. Spinal, there yeah. we go. Spinal. Tap. I was following along with Spinal Tap, just fine. I sing of their song, but I did Stonehenge. not fucking realize the subtitles were on. I thought like the, I thought the sound was on. But I, I was just reading along, and I just didn't know what I was reading along. So I thought they were actually talking the whole time, and I didn't know that. Only it was really loud music the whole entire time, actually. Yeah, so, yeah, I, I was not actually hearing them talk. I just I thought know. I was. And then you disappeared. Oh, and you also tried to hide from Matt, but we've already talked about that. That's because we just, it's kind of like if you want to pass somebody in the hallway, and you just keep trying to, you just go the same way. There's like the, 
The exact yeah, opposite of that. Yeah, that's what it was. It was the exact opposite of that. And you Chicago were man, Lashin' Stucky, really wanted to go to his son's birthday party. He wanted to go so bad, in fact, that after he was arrested for selling heroin, he chewed through his seatbelt and attempted to bolt from the car when they arrived at the police station. So this. he wasn't just selling it. He was using it, too. He was no. trying to make money for his kid's present. Yeah. Uh, he didn't make it very far. Stucky was then charged with two counts of possession of con- of a controlled substance and one count of criminal damage to property. He also missed the cake. That poor bastard. The cake was a lie. No, the cake happened. He just wasn't there to eat it. Uh, in what may be the saddest news of the year and therefore our final story for today... Because we end out on the high note, right? We always have to end out. Uh, the world's tallest cow has died on a farm in northern Illinois after holding the record for less than a year. <laughs> Pat Hansen said that her six foot four Holstein, called Blossom, Shit. died May 26th on her farm near Orangeville, just south of the Wisconsin Illinois border. I have to ask is yeah, this I, from, I cared nothing about is this. Is this from ground to back or ground to head? I want to say ground to head. Counting the ears? I don't know. This is important. It's a Guinness record. All I know is it better have been made into hamburgers. It's still taller than you, Carlos. Yeah? Yeah. But anyway, I don't fucking fucking care about cows with this. I'm glad. It deserved it. Hanson says she's not sure what was wrong with Blossom, but that she had the 13-year-old Holstein put down after two veterinarians said they couldn't save her. Hansen says Blossom was buried in her favorite pasture with her head facing east towards the farm. Guinness anointed Blossom, the world's tallest cow, last August. Although she's no longer alive, the 2,000-pound cow maintains the, uh, that title and will appear in the 2016 edition of the Guinness World Record book. They're still doing those books, huh? They are, every year. Yeah, that's, that's the takeaway I'm getting here is the fact that they're still doing those fucking books. You don't care about the six-foot-four cow? That's, that's a, a big cow. Do you remember? I remember back in, like, oh, my God, was it, it middle school? It was 13 had, years old. It probably was really tough. Uh, I suppose. I remember yeah, it, it, yeah, it must have been, like, middle school. It, like, they were forward. really put Like, you know, they had book fairs back in schools. And yeah, they had galactic uh, books, book fairs. They would really push that, like, especially when the 2000 Guinness Book of World Records came out. Because they were shiny. They are really pushing. Oh, it was super shiny. <laughs> they are really excited about that book. And well, next year, they just had another book. So, like, the book you had was bullshit. So, yeah, it's... Uh, no, because new records are broken every year, Carlos. I don't well, think it means yeah, it's I, bullshit. Some things change. Most things change. Uh, just stay the same. Okay, anyway, uh, our discussion for today, starting at 55 <laughs> minutes into the episode, uh, is books that resonated with you. So this week, Carlos came to me, and he's like, hey, let's talk about uh, some like books that are important to us. And uh, since Carlos came up with a discussion topic, why don't you start us off? All right, well, I suppose we'll take one that just might be on a couple people's lists uh, out there. Uh, I'm going to start off with uh, the Hobbit from J.R.R. Tolkien. Look, this is the what I think is his best book. It's on my list. It's a short. It's an easy read. You can read it as a kid easily. Uh, the story is uh, right to the point. It actually, in like as short as the book is, it covers a lot. Like that journey is rather long. Mm-hmm. And I, I personally, I think it's better. Like I found Lord of the Rings dry. Uh, but t- the Hobbit has everything in there that really. I don't know. It just really resonates, like as uh, just the cla- one of the most classic uh, f- uh, fantasy stories. Okay, Miles. Uh, this is going to sound random as all get out, but uh, in high school, 
the book that grabbed me more than anything else in the surrounding years was The World According to Garp. I have no idea what this book is about. I It just follows this guy and his life. Is his name Garp? Yes. Was it a... His, his name is T.S. Garp. Was it a fantasy or a uh, nonfiction? Uh, it was a... No, it was a non... I don't know what the hell... Uh, what it well, wasn't a real story. All right, so it, fiction. All right. fiction. Fiction. Thank you. It wasn't sci-fi though. That's for damn sure. No, uh, just Carlos asked a weird question. Yeah. It's okay. Um, <laughs> no, it's just about this guy, and it just goes through his life. He does a lot of weird, random crap, and they made it into a terrible, terrible, terrible movie. That happens all the time. It's sad. <laughs> no. It's sad. No, no. This. Let's say they break it into three bad. movies. No. <laughs> oh my god. I mean, it's like they took all the. You know some of the the highlights of the book, and then they just spliced them together into poorly or er, poorly acted scenes with terrible actors. Yeah. Awesome! Oh, it was bad. It happens all the time. I'm unfortunately. Matt, do you have one? So we're starting with classics. It sounds like. Oh uh, well, I, I think I think we're starting with the first book that grabbed us, oh. and then we'll we'll kind of move on from there. I was just thinking of random books, but uh, oh yeah, no, random book is fine too. Well, now that we t- talked about like high school and stuff, when I was in high school, I had a really sweet teacher. Her name was uh, Miss Lyon, and there was also one that I think it was Miss Moulter that we also did. But uh, I never really appreciated Shakespeare until I started like reading it as a group and having a teacher that could actually explain it. So Romeo and Juliet really got me, and then also uh, the Taming of the Shrew because then we compared it to the, the that movie that came out at the time, the Ten Things I Hate About You. Yep, which is Taming of the Shrew, it's, basically. Yeah. But yeah, when you actually get a teacher that can explain stuff really well, then it works out. But like most of the other books I read then, I didn't really care about. I don't know. You see, I'm really jealous because uh, when I because uh, I moved schools a couple times, I missed out on all, the whole Shakespeare period. Because I, I like it a lot. Yeah. Shakespeare Shakespeare's fantastic. It's fascinating, and it's full yeah. of dick jokes. That's surprisingly true. Surprisingly so. so. And like uh, like I was like reading about like a couple of days ago. Like I, I periodically read about this one uh, on like uh, various sites, but like the whole. Uh, a funny thing happened on the way to the forum, I think it was called, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yep. And, like, I read about the story, I was like, oh my god, this sounds fantastic. Like, I can't believe, like, Shakespeare wrote this. Like, it's, especially, like... Oh, I think the one I was trying to think of was Midsummer Night's Dream. Oh, yeah, that one's that's, hilarious. That's it's a riot. Like, that's just, uh... A fact, has, like, that's, like, really suck around Your guys' school put that one on. Uh, while you were still going to high school there. I never went to it. I did because my girlfriend at the time was in it. <laughs> Who's your girlfriend? We'll talk about that later. <laughs> no, I want to know now. But like, I, like a funny thing happened on, on the way to the forum. Like some of the jokes in that are in there are things that are still used today. Like it's just when I read about it, it's like like how uh, th- this whole time like there's this old man that's been running around the whole city, and then he stops by at the very end of the fi- uh, of the play. Solves everybody's problems just by being there, mm-hmm. and they ca- like he had to run around the city a couple times. So he counts on his fingers, sighs, and then keeps running because <laughs> he's not done yet. <laughs> and like you see, st- you see jokes like that still today, and that's uh, just really surprised me. Total slapstick comedy. Yeah, yeah it's like, I'm really sad that oh, I missed out it, on that in uh, yeah, high school, it, just because uh, th- that's so much of that stuff is still around today. Yeah, and uh, just in high school, I always had a difficult time getting around his flowery. Uh, yeah, well, the, the 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 prose is uh, it's it's hard to get into initially. Yeah. Um, and then once you once you get into the rhythm of it, and you start to understand like that he was just making up a bunch of words that that you know that everyone started using eventually. Uh, it it really just starts to make sense, and you can 
just kind of follow along with it. But yeah, no, it's it's hard to get into. Uh, I guess my first, uh, if if we're going like early on stuff, um, I was gonna go with the Hobbit because that is. Uh, I'm sorry for suing. No, no, books. that's that's fine. That's fine. Uh, I knew it was gonna be on I, your book. Yeah, your list, yeah. Though. Well, and Lord of the Rings will be too later yeah. on. Uh, but the I guess one one of them that was really uh, like really big for me was. Uh, Harry Potter. I mean, oh, oh, that's a good yeah. Yeah, I I started reading that. Uh, I want to say I think it was sixth grade or something, and I couldn't get enough. Like I, I mean, I was I was always a big reader, and just uh, <laughs> and I actually started reading Harry Potter out of order because my fifth grade teacher he read uh Sorcerer he was he was reading uh Sorcerer's Stone. And he started talking about the book, and it sounded awesome. Yeah. And so I went home that day, and I'm like, Mom, I need to go to the library right now. And so she took me to the library, and I went, and I was like, do you have the Harry Potter book? And they're like, yes. And they gave me Chamber of Secrets. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, I'm going to go read this right now. And so I had this thing where I had a hard bedtime uh, growing up, and... I would just read in the dark. It was terrible for my eyes. That's why I can't see now. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I would just read in the dark, uh, whatever whatever it was I was reading, because I was addicted to reading. Did, and any, did any of you other guys have like hard bedtimes for reading or so? I, I had, honestly, I had no hard. In my bedtime. case, I could just I could stay up as late. Well, of course, you didn't. You were a, you were an only child. You didn't have one. Yeah, I, I had nothing. Carlos might as well been an only child. I don't know. If he yeah, I would yeah. stay up playing The Sims to like really, really late all the time. Well, I'm sorry that my parents loved me. We we had a <laughs> decently hard bedtime, but if you played your cards right, you could be the only kid who stayed up. I was the oldest. I was expected to at least take care of myself. So I much. was I was also the oldest, but that meant I was the favorite at times. Yeah, but I had two so. brothers, and they were. Loud, so oh, I only had the one. So and he was a pain in the ass. Anyway, yeah. so I would I would just stay up late uh, reading that, and I finished. I think I finished it in like two or three days or something, and I was just hungry for more. And then I got the first one, and uh, I did, was. Did you I was realize hooked. it wasn't the first one when you got it? Yeah, okay. yeah. Like I was, I was like a chapter, and I'm like. Huh. <laughs> <Yeah>. That's happen- <laughs> But uh they do uh it's surprisingly awesome how good she did at introduce like reintroducing all the characters and stuff. And like when you're reading the books after knowing everything, it's not annoying. Uh like the reintroductions. Yeah. yeah. Actually, uh you know, everybody like no nobody knocks uh uh what, what was her name? Uh, JK Rowling. Yeah, nobody really knocks JK Rowling. But I don't think she gets enough credit for actually writing her story as well as she did. Like it's actually really well done. And I mean, actually, it's definitely and the a story's also book? well. The thing is, the story, the books also grow up with the reader too. Yes. though. that was really well done. Oh yeah, same no, with I, the movies too. Like how they were shot and everything, they just you could tell they're much more well, dark. Well, uh, it was Chris Columbus who did the first two, I think. Well, okay, and, and then, David Yates did a bunch of them. Yeah, yeah. And then you can tell like when they changed because uh, the first two. Uh, just cut a bunch from the books, mm-hmm. and then uh, after that, they started just. Uh, then I think the worst of the films was the third one, uh, Azkaban. Mm. I I wasn't well, a huge fan of that one. Well, the and thing is, that, Azkaban tried... didn't really have a whole lot going. Yeah, there. but Azkaban was my favorite book. Um, it was. I think it was hands down one of my favorite Harry Potter books. Granted, it had serious Lupin. And... Mostly, mostly because Voldemort wasn't the big yeah. bad. And the one book. And well. 
Well, yeah, and but the big bad was there. There was a twist. Yeah, where you went, you went most of the book thinking that Sirius Black was the bad guy. Yeah, and then it turned out that it was the rat. What? <laughs> I, actually, like, re- I really blew think my that mind. J.K. Rowling deserves even more credit just for what she managed to pull together. She, 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 she honestly, she deserves all the millions and millions that she. Did you hear oh, about Dumbledore sure. and Gandalf getting married in front of Westboro Baptist Church? Because there was something in the news, and then. You know, Westboro was like, if that ever happens, we'll go pick at the wedding or something. And so they decided to just do it right in front of Westboro. The whole Baptist. Dumbledore being gay thing makes sense, like, looking back on the books. Really? It does. I mean, yeah. then again, he spent a lot of time with that Harry Potter. Well, well, <laughs> I don't think it's quite like that. I, no, no, yeah, no. But no. Uh, it was, I mean, it was it was fairly obvious once you got to... Uh, it was book six and seven like when he fr- starts talking about the guy who made the Elder Wand and well, you see at at the very beginning. Uh, I mean, when I first heard the about Elder like, Wand, it's Dumbledore's penis. <laughs> see, when I first heard about it, I was like, you know, why why is she like trying to like force like there's like I can't remember what the term for it like, but like tr- the author's perspective and like influencing like the reader's perspective because like re- of stories, there's a multiple viewpoints and the, what the yeah. author sees of the story is not the same as what the reader sees. Yeah. But you know, as as uh, after a while, I thought like, yeah, actually, that makes fun- sense. That's perfectly <laughs> reasonable. Like, that. oh, for sure. Yeah, and like it makes then it makes the whole Grindel Ward thing make more sense because the fact that like the one person that he loved he had to take out. So nothing against uh, Ginny. I still think Harry should have ended up with Hermione. I agree. Just, I'm just saying. Honest- and you know that they were totally doing it behind Ron's back. Honestly, they I don't- probably still are. I'm not saying that uh, Harry should be with uh, Hermione, but she should. N- Hermione should have not ended up with Ron. Let's be honest here. That's the one thing that makes- Ron was just the worst. Actually, even a uh, J.K. Rowling has even said like in the recent years that. Yeah, that should not have happened. Yeah, no, it just should not have happened. Like, not the Jen and Harry thing she didn't go, but just the the uh, Ron and her. You her know, like I said, like, him ending up with the guinea makes sense. Yeah. Well, you know what threw me off? I was, uh, don't ask how, but I kind of ran across a theory that said Ron was just a time-traveling Dumbledore. I saw that one, too. Yeah, no, that doesn't make any sense. It, I, I don't agree with it. Because, first of all, not a ginger. I suppose. Like that's that's the biggest argument right there. Not a ginger. Gray hair. Oh yeah, this is gray hair going on. I think they I don't know. Yeah, but he still would have been a freckly soulless ginger. <laughs> yeah, uh, well the, actually the the Hermione and Ron kind of does make sense cuz it's as close as both of them will get to be to Harry. <laughs> no, Hermione could have been never mind. <laughs> Hermione could have been on Harry. I was going to say that, but I didn't. But yeah, the I Harry did. Potter books were fantastic. And like, a oh, cool thing about the Harry Potter books is everybody's fucking read them. Yeah. Like, that's I haven't. Really? Just watch the movies. Would you like to read them? No. But they're good, and yeah. they won't take it's, you very long. It's well. understandable. Like, like not, once you hit like your uh, middle 20s, like, it's not as easy Same to Same with Lord of the Rings. I've never read Lord of the Rings. Just watch the movies. They're a little dry. Have you read The Hobbit, though? I, I no. Unless you, uh, you too. It's right, a little sad. We'll get that on the next round. Carlos, give me All your right. next book. So I got to go with a classic. Like, when I was growing up, I had a lot of uh, classic sci-fi on hand. And one of the, the authors that I had was uh, Robert Heinlein. Oh, yeah. Which, which Heinlein book? Right. I, I have a... Uh, oh, God. There's actually a... 
Actually, a couple more I even think of. Like, I think there's like the Starship Robinsons or something like My that. My favorite Highland book is The Moon, A Harsh Mistress. You see, I've never got a chance to read that uh, one. That, that was not within my collection. That uh, so good. I had like a couple of his, uh, his other books I then I got for Christmas one year, uh, Starship Troopers. So that was... A, like I had a couple of like uh, books on hand, like old used books that I just never read because, like you know, they're old looking. I'm not gonna read them. And I, I read. Uh, yeah, Starship don't Troopers. read old looking books. Starship Troopers is crazy. So right. is that what the movie's based off of? Or no? Except this is way different from the movies. Well, I'm just saying, is it based off of that? There was it was supposed to be, but they the director changed the movies to be something different. But yeah, it is. Uh, it was originally. And like just the whole, it opens up with like, hey, we're in these giant robot suits and we're gonna fight these aliens. And like basically, there's like a terror strike on these aliens, which is like different. Like you usually don't read about like, hey, these heroes of yours are just going to do this terror strike mission. And it's like really pro military. And actually, it's on the uh, military reading list if uh, if you didn't. Actually, there's a lot of actually sci-fi that's on military reading lists. But it's just fantastic, and it was all the way. It's just this guy's military career, and it's just really well done. You know, the the actually the movie though, like it does have some bad things. Like, uh, it, I mean, it doesn't take enough from the book. I didn't think, but it just went a different way with it, and it did a good job actually for what it did. But uh, another one of uh, I gotta do two Highland just because. No, I that's so fine. Many that's fine. Is a uh, Starman Jones. It's called. This guy, he's like poor farm boy. But he's like brilliant, and he's like been trying to save up to be a. Uh, it's actually really dated. That's like one of the reasons I like it is the fact that uh, they have to do uh, starship calculations by hand before they do their jumps across space, and he wants to be one of those people. So he like read up and read up. He couldn't afford school, but he had all the books. He couldn't afford, so he ended up getting like a fake uh, identity. Ended up on board a ship. The uh, arithmetic uh, person died. He took their spot as like the as one of the arithmetic people. He managed to save the ship. He eventually became captain of the ship, and everybody else, like all the other higher ups, died. And like it had a, it was kind of I I think of it as like a Dickens story in space with less pessimism. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and uh, that's the best Dickens way to describe have it. Have a lot of pessimism. Oh, he like shit goes bad. <laughs> He's like just a depressing author. Oh God, that's. Those, that's a book that would never be on one of my uh, any of Dickens' books. Would never be on. You have this like protagonist named Pip, and then all the bad things are gonna happen. Oh yeah, and like Pip is just <laughs> and Pip's just an ass, and he ruins everything. So yeah. So Miles, uh, you know, probably the next one I would have to say is a book called "The Five People You Meet in Heaven." It's a very short book. It's a quick read, um, but it's about this old guy who works at a carnival, and he ends up dying. And okay. one of the things that you do before you get to heaven is you end up meeting five people <coughs> that you either, or excuse me, that either had a very significant impact on your life or vice versa. And they don't even necessarily have to be people you know. Uh, for example, one person was this blue blue guy who drank silver and was a, a carnival freak show. And the reason, or one of the reasons he ended up seeing this guy is because as a kid he was playing base, you know, stick ball with some mm-hmm. of his friends. The ball goes into the street, he runs in to go get it, and this guy driving the car ends up getting into a car accident and dying himself. And, have, you know, and getting to talk to each of these people uh, kind of shows you a life lesson. 
Interesting. It it was a very very and good book. Wh- when when did you read this book? Oh, probably fifteen years ago. Oh, okay. it, it, it was a really really long time. They uh made a movie or a miniseries of it or something. I you know I was thinking that sounded familiar. I I couldn't. Remember I never it read it or I, or watched it, but I'm a, I'm familiar with the story at least. The book is like two hundred pages yeah. or something. It's really quick and and I got a lot out of it. Okay, Matt. Uh, my next one would probably be Jonathan Livingston Siegel. Do you know that one? No, I don't. No, I don't. It's a novella, and basically it's about a seagull who is annoyed with the daily. Oh, no, an life. actual seagull? Yes. So it's actually about a bird. Yes. Maybe it's, awesome. it, maybe it's Steven Seagal. <laughs> Are you <No>. sure? <laughs> or Jason Seagal? No. Uh, it's a, a, when, when was it? It was uh, 1970 when it was. I, so just, it was during like, the hippie movement and stuff. I, I'm just picturing Steven Seagal no. for pretending to be a seagull. Basically, this seagull is bored with the daily lives right. of a seagull and wants to explore, but it's not right to explore. And it, the book's basically about open up your mind and right. actually do things about something instead of just going your daily lives. I don't know. Not wow. the only uh, story. Reach that's for uh, your dreams. Yeah. Not not that's not the only story based around like a a sentient uh, bird. Mm-hmm. Like What's uh, that one? was the there's the the Trumpeter Swan. Oh yeah. yeah. So there's another one. So the Ugly Dunkling. Yeah. Well, that's more of a like a little short. Yeah. Kids tale. Uh, the. Uh, oh yeah. The gingerbread or the Stinky Cheese Man. That's one. I don't even know what the fuck you're. Talking. <laughs> I remember that one. <laughs> uh, I guess my my next one isn't really a single book. It's an author. Um, when I was I don't know I like I was I was getting into reading and I was asking people. What I should read. My grandfather read these books all the time, uh, and they are the Louis L'Amour novels. Oh yeah, uh, uh, speci- specifically the Sackett series uh, that follows a a specific family from uh, England to uh, like the Old West, and it's how you know they came to America and settled the land in Tennessee, and then moved out to uh, the West and. I mean, don't get me wrong, they're not the most uh well written books. Um his his like he uses a lot of proper English when he should be using uh, you know, like slang Lingo. and stuff like that. Uh but uh the books themselves, uh, I mean, they're they're good, uh they're they're like watching trashy T V kinda, like well not, not like trashy TV. I guess they're like watching sitcoms. All right. Or, or like you know, just like Western movies, you know, with like John Wayne or something. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, actually, and, uh, you lent me one of your books of. Uh, oh, did uh, I? Yeah, at one point in time, and I, I read it and I did enjoy it. I don't, yeah. I don't remember which one. No, honestly, the, the like it's they, they they all kind of follow the same thing. Um, I, I had a few favorites uh, looking through here, and there's a lot of John Wayne movies based on these books. Oh yeah, like Hondo. And- <laughs> Stuff like that, uh, but I mean, a few of my favorites uh, that uh, came out of here was uh, Jubal Sackett. That was about um, a like the son of Barnabas Sackett, who was like the original Sackett, and he like met an Indian girl and he ran like he just ran everywhere. It was weird. Um, Mojave Crossing was pretty good. Uh, Mustang man, I don't. There, there's just so uh, many. Do you have any uh, non-socket ones? Yes. Uh, well, Hondo was really right. good. Flint uh, was one of my favorite. Uh, he was a man from the East Coast who became an outlaw out west. Uh, he had some sort of disease where he was like coughing up blood, and his doctor sent him. Out. Oh, consumption. 
Yeah, they yeah, consumption. It. And his doctor sent him out west because he needed the the wide open air. Like and he, Doc Holliday. Yeah, and he uh, he found a like an oasis in the middle of like some volcanic rock. Yeah, and like he would you know get horses in there. They got drawn into uh, this fight because there was a pretty woman. There was always a pretty woman, and yeah, he ended up killing a bunch of people and going off with the pretty woman. Uh, Key Lock Man was also really good. I re- that's the one I read, but like the Key Lock Man. just the one before, right before that. The, that one when? sounds actually really interesting. The uh, I might have that one somewhere still. It was one of my favorites. No, but the Key Lock Man, I know that's the one that yep. you let me. All right. Yeah, no, they're, I don't know. They're they're good, fun reads, and they're all really short. They're I think like two hundred, two hundred and fifty. Well, they pages. follow like the regular archetypal like structure, but they're good. They're I, I I thought the one I read was well read. Yeah, and I mean he released just a shit ton of novels. So many, so many. I think I've read about eighty percent of them, but there's still ones that I'll find them like I have no idea. Like I never read any of his. Uh, like he wrote like some nonfiction. Oh yeah stuff and i never read any of that a lot of authors uh try their hand in that yeah uh yeah all right carlos let's do one last round here and then we'll wrap it up so uh for this one i'm gonna go with uh, i got there's a lot of different books i've gone with uh but this is one that was hard for me to finish like uh this is actually a four book series uh called the book of the new sun by gene wolf and uh it's it was like it wasn't. It was one of the most difficult reads I've ever done. Like not counting the similar on, because that was just so dry as to be almost unreadable. <laughs> but uh, the book of the new Simmerillion Sim- is really hard to finish, guys. <laughs> I got. Like, if everyone wants to try a half a copy, I got like I got <laughs> like luck. three quarters through of the similar on. Is like, uh, oh, where's Gandalf? I'm just gonna keep skipping ahead till I come across Gandalf. So, uh, but yeah, this is a. Uh, it was just because it was so densely written. Like I don't. I, I think that's the best way to describe it. <laughs> is just densely written. Like yeah. it's there's so much stuff he squeezes in it. Said like the main character is a uh he starts out as a member of this like torturer guild in this far, far future on Earth. Uh where the earth the, the sun is like red at this point in time. He he is like a, a torturer's guild, which is actually a really honorable trade, I guess. And so like there's this one like not princess, but like some really important girl that's there and he ends up uh what he does is he leaves her. He after he leaves the cell, he like falls in love with her or something. He leaves a weapon in her cell, so she can kill herself, so she doesn't get tortured. Because like it's really brutal. Like some of the tor- like it's not a torture porn the way they describe it, but it's you can get, you get the sense that this is pretty bad. Like just how rough it is. So he's not exactly banished from the torturers guild because they can kind of understand. But the uh, leader g- gives him a this like a mercury filled sword. The sword so like a uh, it's heavier to. Uh, raised and the drop that's the main thing an executioner's sword and he's given the task to just travel around perform executions just for like extra pay to get him around that's his job okay and this four book series involves <laughs> has everything from sci-fi a weird chicks like weird like this shakespearean mashup like he ends up this he joins this like touring crew to uh to help make his way sometime what's the series called again the book of the new sun okay. and it's S-U-N There's time travel, like the time travel is weird, like how like it, how it just happens, and he ends up at the very end becoming this this the new emperor, but it's not over yet because of the fact that he has to now at the very end travel because these aliens are going to test him, the this aliens and like if he doesn't fail the test then the sun will just continue on and then eventually Earth will die, hmm. and if he succeeds and also any emperor that fails the test they get a. Uh, 
their balls cut off or something like that, so they can't uh, have any progeny. I feel like you just tack that on. <laughs> yeah, they they just lose their balls. Yeah. <laughs> so it's uh like it starts off with the first book, Shadow the Torturer, then goes uh, Claw the Conciliator, and like uh, uh, then goes Sword of the Lictor, and then Citadel Odd Ark, uh, I think. Sword it was. of the Lictor. And just all these things. All these things that called back, all these characters that like are re- actually really important to the ongoing story. Uh, there's even this one of the best things about it was there's this mini short story that they he tells in the middle of it because there's this play they put on, and uh, the play he actually has the whole story out of the play, and it's just about like how uh, this more it's more of a fantasy story that they tell. And it's just really well done and like well put in the story and. It's one of the most well-written books I've read, like the whole series. Cool. It was difficult to read. It was absolutely difficult. I probably tried three times before I made it through the first book. Once I made it through the first book, I could finish the series, but mm-hmm. it was rough. It, oh, one, oh, one last thing. The main <laughs> character, he has the, he can remember everything he's ever seen or heard. He's got, I can't remember. What Eidetic. Eidetic. Yeah, he's got eidetic memory. <laughs> and at one point in time, he takes this drug, and he has to eat this brain of this alien that he uh, that that uh, when he, the alien eats a brain, there's aliens now. <laughs> no, yeah, it's in the word. far far future. And there's so this whenever this alien eats a brain, it keeps the memories. So he ate the brain of this alien that eaten the brain of uh, the uh, corpse of the prince, the girl that he had he had given a weapon to kill. And this has side effects because the eidetic memory meant he remembered all of that and he didn't forget everything. So it was a uh, weird. But good. Miles? Uh, Wizard's First Rule. Oh, Ooh, that's a good one. Good one. Yeah, I liked the first couple of books. After that, I I kind of tapered off. I didn't I'm, enjoy it I'm not going to lie. I only read Wizard's First Rule, yeah. and then I was kind of done. You yeah. can, that's okay. That's a good stopping point. I, I, know, okay. <laughs> I tried to read the same Do one. you agree with me then? Oh, yeah. Wizard's First Rule is fantastic. Yeah. Um, but it's like, okay, so... After that, he really falls hard on the like the power of love concept. You know, love conquers all. Over I saw the TV series. That tells you nothing about the book, yeah. sadly. Oh No, Wait. like it's horribly just... But there was a sword, and they, it, it sought truth. They fucked it up beyond repair after like seven minutes. <laughs> yeah. I am so not even kidding. That actually, like the book was so much better. Than, like the, uh, the TV series, it was it was uh, good for the, what the it was TV trying, series. But. Felt a lot like uh, Conan and uh, Xenia, Xena, y- yeah, Hercules. Like, or yeah, Hercules, which Hercules is actually what they were kind of going. Yeah, for. no, it was fun. It was just campy and fun. But well, yeah, the book was absolutely fantastic. Yeah, uh, and then, I did really enjoy what he did as far as uh, each. The one good thing was like each book wasn't like it wouldn't end on cliffhangers. It would finish the story, and then the next one would start the new mission. But that was also the downfall, I thought. Well, part of the problem I really had with it is is later on he kind of kept going, or in previous books he would say, "Well, this counts," you know, in reference to something, and then later on it's like, "Well, it kind of didn't," but then it kind of did, but then it kind of didn't again, and it's like it switched between each book after that like you know does making love in an extraterrestrial plane count as having sex in real life and you know yep. in some cases it did in some cases it didn't no, i mean no but that that first book is one of I the don't know. one of the more solidly written absolutely uh, fancy books. the the first one was fantastic i just i read half the second one I was like i'm not getting into this one the second one uh, it took about 300 pages to get into and then you could make it through the next two books and then it got difficult again. 
because they're like, oh, they're building an army. We need more men. Oh, they're building an army. We need more men. I read the oh, first one. Yeah, and it just... It Half the second one. And then later on, he released a uh, series that continued it in our Earth. Okay. That was fucking weird. Like, the I, first one I, I read think that. I think it ended up being a nine-book series. I thought it was more than that. No, I think it was just nine. Well, guys, I hate to cut this short, but uh, <laughs> Matt has Game of Thrones to get to. <laughs> oh, <all right>. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, I, th- I think I need to wrap us up. Right, Can I'm we sorry. at least have our last two and not have a huge discussion about them? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> g- give me yours, Matt. I'm obsessed with dystopian future books. Uh, it could either be Kurt Vonnegut. I love anything by that man. Schlachtenhausmann. Slaughterhouse-Five, that's a good one. But uh, no, I am choosing 1984 because I'm obsessed with dystopian future. 1984. Okay. The ending uh, sucks, but the rest of the books. I amazing. was I I was torn either between uh, Ender's Game uh, by Orson Scott Card, which really threw me down the rabbit hole of that series, and really just uh, sci-fi novels in general. Like I really hadn't read. Are they much continuing sci-fi. that series or no? That series, yeah. uh, film-wise, yeah. I have no idea. Okay. Uh, the books. If you haven't read the books, I highly no. recommend it. I won't. Um, <laughs> Yeah, of course you won't. <laughs> uh, we should do an entire thing like this about films, though. I think that would be really yeah. good. Um, and the other one would be uh, Lord of the Rings, just because it was so just seminal in my love of fantasy and s- stuff like that. Did, did you ever read the Homeland trilogy? I did not. You should. Okay, I will take that under... My, my views are completely different. Right. I don't like much fantasy. I don't like much... Two quick ones then, I guess? Militaries. No, Carlos. Oh. We're, we're done was, now. You guys finished the last. We just couldn't finish yeah, it. No, yeah, we just wanted to say our last one real quick. Oh, I didn't even have a number. I just knew that we had to do some. Yeah, no, no. We're, we're fine. We're at like one and a half hours <laughs> for the show. <laughs> So we're not doing one more round real quick? No, no, because one more round real quick would bring that, us... That was supposed to be our one more round, but you guys just kept talking. <laughs> just, just stop talking, okay? I it, didn't know that was the only one. Anyway, uh, was, if, if you our... enjoyed this topic or any of our other shows uh, and you'd like to support us, head on over to patreon.com slash blindnewstudios or click on the patron link at the bottom of our homepage. Uh, Patreon is like a recurring tip jar. You can donate as little as a dollar a month and you get a little something in return. It's great for you and great for us. Uh, or if you can do any Amazon shopping, go to blindedstudios.com, click on the Amazon link at the bottom of our homepage, do your regular, do your Amazon shopping as normal, and we get a bit of a kickback from whatever you order for sending you to Amazon. All right, if you have any questions, comments, show ideas, or what have you, go ahead and shoot us an email at feedback at blindinstudios.com, or you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash blindinstudios, or you can follow us on Twitter at blind underscore ninja. And I think that'll be it, so I'll see you guys next week. Peace out. It's always hubris. Peace out.